You're listening to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast, the place for the kick-ass woman who needs a kick in the ass. Your host, Jen Rosenbaum, is giving you the tools to shed shame and live the biggest life possible. So kick off your heels, get comfy, and get ready to be the boss of your life. Hey guys, welcome to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast. I am your host, Jen Rosemem, and I'm here today with my co-host, Lauren Trentham. Hi, Lauren. What's up, guys? Hi, Jen. Hi. So we pretend like we're just saying hi, but the truth is we've been talking for like 15 minutes now. Um, you know, when we do this podcast, we really try to keep the topics real time. And so Lauren and I sort of have this little powwow right before we start recording, like, oh, what's going on in your life? What's going on in your life? And uh, that's sort of how we decide what we're going to talk about. Well, it's not sort of, it is how we decide what we're going to talk about, unless we have something like super planned, which, you know, if you know me, I'm not so much of a planner. But today I would love to talk about perfection. Lauren and I were just having a conversation. If you've been following along with the podcast, you know that we've been um, talking to Lauren about her charity bike that she's giving away. And I had asked her how it's going and, and planning for the ride and all of that. And she shared with me something that happened yesterday. So can you, can you tell us what happened? Yeah. <laughs> you asked me about it and uh, kind of the floodgates opened. So I like, um, I make people cry, Lauren, you know. Yeah, no, you know, I, well, I cry all the time anyway. So the, no surprise there. You got a challenge then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I have like a lot of, I have a lot going on right now between um, work and school and this charity stuff. And so my event is coming up in a week and a half and we did this big launch yesterday where I actually launched pictures of this motorcycle build that we've been working on for charity. And I did all of the paperwork and I did all of the flyers and I pushed it out really big on my social media. And then I got a message from my charity partner and he was like, uh, just want you to know, like you forgot to include me in all of that stuff. And so when I was creating the flyers, I was pulling logos and stuff from this, um, from this folder and I didn't have his logo in the folder because what, you know, he's my partner. I don't need it like in that way. And so long story short, I was really upset. Like he, I don't think he was upset. He was just like pointing it out. So I went in there and I changed it. I reposted it. And so long story short, it was fine, but I was upset for hours. And I was telling my dad, like, I'm gutted. Like I was crying. Like I felt like I disappointed him and like, how could I do that? And I'm like, maybe he thinks I, I'm pushing him out. Like, I don't know. I just went all in my head about it. And my dad was like, you made a mistake. Like, it's fine. And I realized like, wow, I have no tolerance for mistakes in myself. And I just been like thinking about it all night and all morning. And it's just like, ugh. <laughs> so yeah, I was telling Jen about this, you guys, and Jen was like, let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah, because the thing is, I think that you're not alone in that feeling of trying to be perfect all the time. Yeah. There's like, there's so much awkward silence. There's like, <laughs> there's so much like pressure on women to always be perfect, to always know the right thing, to always do everything. And I wonder how much of that is self-inflicted versus the truth. I mean, that's the, the thing is about, like, I always feel like I'm always on the hunt for the truth, right? What's the truth is the truth is that he was really hurt and he was really upset. Whereas the truth, like he just pointed it out and you fix it and you move on. That's the hard part also, because just though I think a lot of how we communicate today also is confusing because he texted me. So I don't really know 
if he was very upset, you know, he's just like, Hey, you know, I'm not really good at self motion, but I kind of need my stuff on there too (laughs) for, you know, for my donors and stuff like that. And I was like, Oh my God, like he's a huge part of this project. And I just didn't even thank him in the thank you poster. (laughs) Like, so yeah, I don't know if it's about being perfect or if it's about letting people down. Cause I don't think I have to be perfect, but it kills me when I feel like I've hurt somebody. Like it, I can't, I can't cope with it. And I don't know if that's normal. <laughs> so everybody out there that has this. <laughs> so I, I love that word normal because like what is normal, right? Mm. I think that there's no such thing. And so maybe it's just a matter of really understanding how you handle certain things or how you absorb things and working on that. I mean, you know, it's funny. I was talking to a friend the other day and she made a comment to me like, you know, isn't it hysterical that we do the same things over and over again and we expect different results? Like, why do people do that? You know, like, yeah, that is, that is ridiculous. (laughs) Because, But we all do it. We all like have the same mindset or has the same actions or the same responses to things. And so, you know, I, I wonder if it's even just a matter of a different response or a different training of the brain. Yeah. I don't know. Because I feel like every time something like this happens, like I resolve that like I'm going to be better and it just doesn't, I still make mistakes mm-hmm. and I still feel bad about them. So I'm not really sure. Like we talked about this in the last podcast, like the no answers podcast. Like how do we deal with stress? Right. I'm like, I don't know. Like if I knew, <laughs> well, I guess like, be... my question for you is, and this is like, obviously it's getting deep. And if you, you know, you, there, we're always in that situation that if you don't want to share, you don't have to share. But, um, you know, whenever something like this comes up for me, I start thinking like, where did this thought actually come from? Like, where did this idea of like, I can't make a mistake actually come from, you know, because I think that these things are so deep rooted sometimes that we don't, we don't know how to fix them because they're so ingrained in our minds and in our souls that, you know, we have to go like dig that shit up and be like, wait, you're wrong. (laughs) Like, don't, you know, you're not serving me anymore. Thank you. But no, thank you. You know, and how do we, you know, do you have any idea where that that came from for you? I mean, I don't know. I, I guess if you go the deepest level, it probably has to do with self-worth, right? Like if, if I'm disappointing somebody, then I'm not worthy. Like I'm, I'm less than or something like that. It's just like a constant struggle though. And what I, what I find so interesting is how like, I think we all do this, but with different things. Like we all like, and where do those come from? Right? Like if you're talking about like getting on the scale and feeling disappointed when I don't have that you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm you not really explaining myself. With that, with that. Right. That like, doesn't or, you. yeah, what bothers you doesn't bother me and vice versa and, and just in general. And so it's like, where do these things come from? You know, I wonder also, do you hold other people to that same expectation? Like, do you believe that other people should never make a mistake? No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, <laughs> right. That's, that's the funny thing. It's like, um, you happen to be probably one of the most forgiving people that I also know. And so it's so interesting to me when you say that you're so hard on yourself that way, because you know, you're so forgiving of others. Yeah. I think part of it, and I have, I have been able to pinpoint this in my life is I hate to feel misunderstood. Right. So if like I hurt somebody, they might, they might assume that I was being cruel or that I was being careless. And like, those things are so important to me. So I feel like if I made a mistake, maybe somebody thinks I'm being cruel when that's not where my heart is coming from, or Mm -hmm. I'm not being careless. Like I actually care a lot. 
So it's like that feeling of being misunderstood is very frustrating to me. Mm. Did you end up speaking to him on the phone or in person? Um, No, I haven't talked to him yet. Like we talk all the time. So I'm sure like, you know, I talk to him usually a couple of times a day as we're coming up on this event and he's like a great person. He's a phenomenal leader. Like he's really gracious. So I don't envision that he's like truly upset. Like, but he, I don't want him to feel like I wasn't thinking of him or like this project's moving forward and I didn't even acknowledge like his piece in it. So I don't know. It just goes back to probably the story I'm telling myself assumptions I'm making about his response. Yeah, we do that. It's not real. That's what you said. It's not the truth. I know. Yeah, but that, that's the thing. It's, it's, uh, it's not real. And so how do we decipher and you know, perfection isn't real either. Like, let's be honest, like to be, to say like, oh, well, I'll never make a mistake or I'll never offend somebody or I'll never do it. Like to be perfect in that way is also not achievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also not real, you know? Yeah. So how do we like, I guess, find that in-between space of like, okay, this might not be real and that might not be real, but let me find my reality somewhere in the middle, you know? Right. I mean, it's also communication. Yeah. Right. Like had he called me, it probably wouldn't have been like, maybe it wouldn't have been a big deal and I wouldn't have been like gutted for hours over like, how I'm this horrible person who, <laughs> right. I love oh how you're God. laughing at yourself. Cause you know, you're ridiculous. It's ridiculous, yeah. but it's, it's also so painful. Mm. It's and, that, like, I'm, and that, that pain is really, yeah. yeah. And this is why, like with the whole reason that I brought this up when we were talking was because it's like, I don't want to be like in pain. And I, I feel like I, so many things are so painful for like no reason. And that's why I'm like, is that normal? <laughs> like, do other people feel that? So maybe not normal, but is that relatable at least? Like, I don't know if I'm just overly emotional. Mm. Well, yeah. And what's what's the um, guidelines here? You know, like you say, overly emotional. Like, where where is a normal realm of emotional? Like, I don't know if there is a measure for that. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to tell you about something that happened to me today. Can we see more Please. Topics? Yes. Let's move on from me. <laughs> We're going to switch topics for a second. So I get messages oftentimes from people that love me, love me. They've fallen in love with me, mostly men. <laughs> Greg, can I come up right now? You know, and I usually do this whole, oh, you're sweet, thanks. Have a good day, you know, kind of a thing. Um, but today I got a message from a guy who legit was like, no, I'm in love with you. And mm. I, I've never met him, by the way. I don't even know his real name because I only know his screen name. But he is in, legit in love with me, just so you know. And uh, would like for me to come. I'm not going to tell you what country he's from because I don't want to blow him up, even though it's like impossible for anyone to figure out. But I don't want to insult him just in case he listens to my podcast because he loves me so much. <laughs> But anyway, he asked me to, uh, he invited me to his country and asked me to leave my spouse at home. And <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find the message and uh, maybe shoot a boudoir shoot for him, you know, cause I do that, which I don't do that by the way. Mo- he wants you to model. No, he wants to model for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh-huh. um, I didn't see that coming. Mm-mm. And you know, I did the whole, oh, thank you. You're so sweet. You're so sweet. And then there was like a comment of like, do you think I'm joking when I say that I like you? And I replied to him, you're very sweet, but you don't know me. You only know what you see on social media. 
Mm-hmm. And he continued on and on to tell me that I'm wrong, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I was like, well, I can't lo- be in love with you because you're telling me I'm wrong. And I don't like right. I'm wrong. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, the point is that I really thought that that answer was going to make him like stop and think for a second. I'm like, oh, wait, maybe I really don't know you. And yeah. I only know your online presence. And then there's the other side of it, Lauren, where I hope that people feel like they know me because what I do show them is really me. You know, there isn't that like fake, you know, I'm going to pretend like everything's okay and everything's cool and I'm happy and I'm going to talk to you about all the great things in my life all the time. Like I'm very open and honest and real with my social media. And so I'm also having trouble. Like you talk about like swinging one way or the other, right? Like I'm also having trouble with that. Like, and listen, I'm, I'm laughing at this guy and he's adorable and it's very, very sweet, a little scary, but it's a very sweet, <laughs> sweet <laughs> A little bit scary. Um, the thing is, like, I I believe him because you are so lovable. So I think he's probably legitimately in love with you. Oh, well, that's sweet. He's very, that's see, that's so sweet. That's so sweet. Now I feel like, <laughs> okay, keep, now keep I feel going like because I'm like this guy. <laughs> I go and <laughs> keep going. But yeah, no. My point is that it's just so interesting. It's like there. I'm. I'm. It's funny to try to find that line between like showing people who you are and being like, well, but nobody really knows me, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, I actually had, uh, oh, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this. I had breakfast the other day. Well, I'm not going to say it. I, I, I'm not going to say it. I, I had a conversation with a friend the other day and, and he, um, made a comment to me that he gets a lot of this also from women in his world. And he said to me, um, they're not in love with me. They're in love with how I make them feel. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, mind blown. Yeah. Like that, there's a legitimacy to that statement right there. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So I wonder sometimes, um, I know this is like rambly, but I, I just wonder sometimes like, you know, when we talk about this perceived perfection and, you know, putting ourselves out there and whatnot, you know, how we're doing that, like how it lands on people, you know, I don't really know if there's a question here. It's just, it's just something that happened to me today that I wanted to bring up. And, you know, I'm trying to fight with this guy. Like, you really don't love me. Trust me. And he's like, no, 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 I really do. I've gotten enough. I know enough about you from our minimal conversations over, you know, chat and Instagram and what you post to know that I do love you. And that I see that you have, let me see what he said. He said, you have, um, you're a strong woman, you're smart and clever, a strong character, a special beauty, whatever, um, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I just said, thank you. I really do hope I am all those things, but you still don't know me. Right. You know, it's such a weird, um, I don't know. It's weird. But, you know, I did mention on the last podcast that I want to move. So if I want to move to a foreign country, I guess there's my opportunity. <laughs> yeah, but only if you leave your spouse. That's not cool. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. And my children and my dog. But you know, it's it's really interesting because I think that you know I see this stuff sometimes. I go, man, I would be so bad at dating right now. Like this is like it's crazy. It's so easy to just be like, I love you, and I think I know you, and you know, there's so much that goes on in my life that I don't portray in social media and and other people's lives. Like, have you ever met somebody in person that you follow on social media and you're like, wow, there's, that's so different than I thought it was. You know, right. or I created this picture in my mind of how this person lives or where they live or who they're, you know, dating and, and how much money they have and what kind of job they have. You know, we, we create these things in our minds. So I think even though this is like a very different topic from what you were talking about, it is related in that our mind does these things it creates these stories and it, I think sometimes tortures us like in your case or disconnects us. It like in my case, there's often times that I find myself 
teaching at a workshop or speaking to a room of a thousand people and feeling like it's great to be loved. Like, it's great that people are like, I love you and I've been following you forever. And at the same time, it's incredibly lonely because you don't really know me. Right. You just love the way I make you feel. Right. Or you love what I I say or or what I say makes you feel good or makes you, it resonates with you, but you don't really know the real Jen. Right. Yeah. And also just like vocabulary, like you can admire somebody, but it comes out as like, I love you, you know? And that's like, oh, okay. I I, I find it interesting what you said of what your friend said, that people just love how I make them feel. And I think maybe that's kind of the part of my problem is like, if I feel like if I, if I'm, my goal is to make people feel good about themselves, right. And to inspire them. Like that's what ride my road is all about. And I've, and I've hurt somebody. Right. And I've, then that kind of tarnishes that. And then maybe it's like, it's more, it's all about me. Right. Like now my value is less because I've made you feel bad and now you're not going to love me as much. <laughs> right. Again, true or false. I don't know. Don't know. Yeah. And I think, you know what I think it is with you too, Lauren, like there's different scales of this, right? Like you can go and cheat on your spouse and they'll think less of you and you'll ruin your relationship or whatever. That's really pretty drastic, right? Mm-hmm. Or you could like forget to mention somebody on a poster <laughs> and right. it's not, it's, maybe that's a, a one out of, out of, you know, one to 10 where the other one's a mm-hmm. 10 out of 10. And for you, you're sort of calculating both as a 10. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. And well, I've never like that analogy was a little bit weird because I've never like gone and cheated on my spouse. <laughs> right. No, but I'm just saying as a general, <laughs> you're saying I could I could do something drastically correct. behavior-wise. Yeah, no, I, I didn't do that. <laughs> Wouldn't do that. Not accusing her. Not accusing her. Just say. Just think <laughs> I'm like, oh, that sounds... give somebody the right to be really upset with you, right? <laughs> yeah, no, like and I think about that. I'm like, what if like what if I actually did something terrible? Like what if I accidentally like hit somebody with my car or something, right? Like if I cause I an accident. Like, I did once. You hit somebody with your car? Yeah. You want to hear this story really fast? Um, Was it on purpose? No. (laughs) (laughs) If it was, I would not say that on record. (laughs) No, I was driving to, uh, I was in college and I was driving up to school one day and I was like five minutes from my house and I was driving not even fast. And all of a sudden this old man jumps in front of my car, Lauren, like, like, where did he even come from? Right. Oh my God. Put a little bit, fell onto the ground. I was like, (gasps) it was in front of a McDonald's. Everybody from McDonald's came out. I mean, he was like 95 years old. It was terrifying. And he, it was terrifying. And the the drive-through guy from McDonald's was literally holding me up. Like I was shaking from head to toe. He was probably like, I was probably 20. He was probably 16, you know, like, and I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. And thank God he was okay. And it, it turned out that he was running after dogs, but there were no dogs. Like he just kind of was a little, gotcha. yeah, his elevator didn't go to the top floor, you know? So yeah. <laughs> I know that's a little mean, but anyway, whatever it was, he, there were no dogs. Um, and there were certainly no dogs in front of my car. So that was pretty traumatizing. I just remember that story when you mentioned that, but yeah, I did. I hit somebody with my car. Oh my God. I thought I wasn't driving. I mean, I would have killed the man. He would like came out of nowhere. That's crazy. But you know what? He forgave me, by the way. He actually refused medical help. Just so you know, it, these are forgivable offenses. And he wasn't hurt. He was like, I'm good. I'm fine. And I was like, thank you, God, because yeah. I was terrified. Wow. 
Yeah, that's horrible. See, that's what I'm saying. Like I, (laughs) oh my God. But I also had to forgive myself, by the way. And that, maybe that's also the, um, the hurdle that you're having is like forgiving yourself for these things, even when other people forgive you. Oh my God, you just gutted me. <laughs> Damn it, Jen. <laughs> oh, here I'm sorry. It always comes back to forgiveness. Oh my gosh, I didn't even correlate that. <sighs> yeah, because I feel like like he probably moved on from the poster, right? And you're still living with it. So you're. it's really... Yeah. It's really you in your own mind forgiving yourself. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So true. So, okay. So when we're talking about perfectionism, it comes back to maybe self-worth, forgiveness. Like there's a whole plethora of things that need to happen to sort of jump these hurdles of, I have to be perfect. Right. Yeah. There's no question there. Who do you have to be perfect for? I mean, I don't even know that it's like, I I've never thought of myself as a perfectionist. I think it really just is like, I don't want to hurt people. Mm. So it's like, it, that's the ways that it shows up. Like if I just disappoint somebody, like that's when it's hard for me. I don't really like, I'm not really like perfect. I don't, I'm not perfect like at anything. So it's not really, that's not really my driving factor. I think now that we're like talking it through, it's more of like just how people perceive me in in my actions and, and am I hurting, like, am I hurting anybody's feelings? I think because I'm so sensitive, I assume that everybody's feelings are going to be hurt all the time by anything. Right. Do you feel though, that it's, um, you're more sensitive because you have been hurt in, in some drastic ways, you know, in relationships and whatnot, you know, are you, cause I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to correlate anything you've ever done with anything that you've had done to you because it's not on the same scale, but you know, is it because of that sensitivity? And then you say, you know what, I don't want to ever make anybody feel this way. I don't know. I I think maybe it's the opposite. I think maybe I walk into situations where I can get hurt because I'm like, I don't know. I have to think about this, right? Like you said, I'm very forgiving. Like I forgive people too much for too long because I assume that their hearts are tender like mine is. And so that gets me into trouble. Well, yeah, I end up kind of falling in. Yeah. Not, I mean, I don't want to say like very often because like all of my friendships are solid, like all of my family. So it's just like with guys. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, so without calling out other situations that you've had, because it's not my business to say, but Mm -hmm. even though I know certain things, I relate to you very much. I have a very, very, very long fuse, right? Like I really let people get away with a lot for a long period of time. The problem is that when that fuse finally hits the bomb, it's a huge fucking bomb, right? Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm like, Phew. and I just like, I've had to make a decision in my life that I don't want to be like that anymore because the reason I'm blowing up so big is because I'm letting people get away with stuff and crossing boundaries of mine for way too long because I assume they're good and I assume that they didn't mean it. And I assume, right. so I take the, the bulk of that, you know, and then when finally I can't take another minute of it, it's like, boom, you know? And whenever that happens, whenever that bomb has happened, and I'm not even saying that I explode, it could just be the situation explodes or, you know, something dramatic happens. In those moments, I go, you know what? If I look backwards for the last year, six months, whatever it is, things were not right. And I just was not paying attention, you know? And I, and I know that 
we talked about that. Like when we were in Peru and we were talking about things that were going on in relationships and then things, you know, on your end blew up and, you know, and then you look back, like I look back on that trip sometimes and I, I feel like, why didn't I just tell her to run? Like why, even though it's not my place, you know, but it's like, everything makes sense in hindsight. You know, so I'm like you in that way. I have a really long fuse. I always think that people mean the best and people are good and people have good intentions. But, uh, and I don't want to be one of those skeptical people that's like, oh, everybody's bad. And everybody, you know, even though I'm a New Yorker and I'm already suspect of anybody, like (laughs) I love when I go to like a different town or like a different city and people are nice. I'm like, what do you want? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Right. So nice about, you know, not being so fucking friendly. Um, But you know, I don't, I don't want to be that person who's like so suspect of people. So it's like hard to find that in between also. And and that's, you know, when you have been hurt in a relationship, it's a really hard thing to navigate. Yeah. Especially if you've been in a, if you've been hurt in a relationship with an abuser, who's like constantly telling you mm-hmm. you're not good enough. It's like every little thing is your fault. And, and it's really hard to kind of like unvelcro yourself from that, like with all of your issues moving forward. Cause it's like, you don't know what's real. Like what is real? That question, what is real is something that I ask myself so many times a day about so Mm -hmm. many different things. I think maybe that's like, even just, you know, we were saying that this is the podcast with no answers, but maybe like for today, that's, that's one of the answers, like to just Mm -hmm. say, is this real? Right. You know, the feelings might be real. Um, but the feelings come from a certain set of st- circumstances that you've ad- identified, right? Like I've identified that I hurt this person. And so then I have these feelings. Yeah. But if I can identify maybe a different circumstance around that situation, maybe those feelings kind of dissipate. Yeah. That's a good experiment. What are like, what are what, like thinking about the people who are listening? Like, what do you think are some other examples of this where perfection shows up in this way and you're like, you have to ask yourself, is this real? Yeah. I think uh, body image is a huge one. Like, you know, what we think we should look like compared to what we see in the media would be the first thing that pops into my mind, mostly because, you know, it's it's so much on my brain and it's, you know, so much of what I do, Uh, the unrealistic expectations of who we're supposed to be. And, you know, for women, I think we have just an extra special set of circumstances in that way, because, we're expected to look a certain way. We're expected to work. We're expected to be home. We're expected to have children. We're expected to, you know, there's so many things that like there's expectations for us to do and we have to do them all simultaneously. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really hard. You know, it's my friend posted an article recently on Facebook. I should see if I can find it. It was something about like the stressed out woman taking on so much in the world. She doesn't post that much. So let me see if I can find the actual title of the article because you'll laugh when I tell it to you. Um, oh, maybe she posts more than I think she does. Hang on. Oh, here it is. Mothers are drowning in stress. And by the way, I, it's a four minute read, it says, and I've tried to read it 15 times and haven't been able to get through it because I'm too busy. Do you know what I mean? I keep getting distracted, but you know, it, it essentially is about the fact that, you know, women are now doing everything you know, there, there is no, I, you know what? I don't care what anybody says in the world. There is no equal there. You know, I know you don't have kids, but I'm going to tell you how it works. When your kids need something, they go, mom, 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 no, I want mommy to do it. Mom, I'm sick. Mom, I need lunch money. Mom, can you bring me my deodorant? Because I forgot it for a softball. Mom, that was yesterday, by the way, mom, <laughs> you know, can you, 
can you do this? Can you do that? And like, shout out to all the dads out there. I'm not saying that dads don't have responsibilities or that there aren't certain households where the responsibilities are shifted, where there's the stay-at-home dad and the stay-at-home or the working mom or whatever it might be, or that the mom is the breadwinner. But at the end of the day, they still say, mom, (laughs) all the damn time. I was in the store the other day. I said to my kids, I will give you a dollar if you don't say my name for the next five minutes. Like my kids will do this thing. They go, Hey mom. Yep. I'm like, do you have something to say? Like what? What? You said my name. No, I didn't. No, you did. No, you did. You said, mom, I heard you. (laughs) They just say it. And they don't even know why they're saying it. It's like, I don't know. I guess I haven't said it in 15 minutes. I needed to, you know, so I think that that's a, that is a big problem these days that we have to be that in the PTA meeting. We have to bake the cupcakes. We have like, thank God for, sorry, anyone out there has allergies, but thank God for allergies. Cause now we're not allowed to bake anything. So now there's none of that competition bullshit of like who brings in the best dessert. Right. But <laughs> I mean, seriously, but you know, there's that, there's a lot, we have a lot of things in our lives, you know, that we have to be so great at. And so there, there's so much perceived perfection there. Oh yeah. You know, even, even in work, I mean, I'm, you know, I I go through this too. I look online at what other people are doing and I'm like, Oh, why aren't I doing that? Why aren't I pushing myself in this way? Why aren't I as good at photography as this one? Why aren't I as successful as that one? You know, it's like, it can be really like, we're doing a lot of damage to ourselves with that. Yeah. And I'm like, so interested in this because it's my life, right. Too, like everything I do is on social media, um, for the the charity work that I'm doing and promoting. And it's, it's hard because that's kind of what we talked about in the very beginning. Like, how do you do something and also take care of yourself? And like, we have, I have this mission, but it's like at the end of, you know, to get to the mission is just this minefield. Like, has it always been that way? Like, what were some of the obstacles that women were facing 50 years ago when they were doing things like this, you know? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's a great question. And this is where I think sometimes the women's movement is like coming back to bite us in the ass, you know, because it's like, we want to be equal. We want to be treated equal. We want to have equal opportunities. And I believe in all of that hundred percent, but I just don't think that we're ever, you know, we're, we're trying to be everything all the time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I don't see men under that pressure. So it's not yeah. equal. It's, yeah. They have different pressures, but yeah, listen, I talk about this all the time that on the flip side of the women's movement is definitely a men's movement. And I know people say like, oh, the men's movement is over. Like, right. Like the, 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 right. day the future of is female. Exactly. And I agree with that. But, um, I do think that is a very confusing time for men as well and figuring out what their roles are and what their new responsibilities are and, you know, how their behavior needs to be. And uh, it is a confusing freaking world out there right now. For yeah. Well, so it's so interesting that we're like talking about gender when it comes to perfection, because I like as the, you know, I'm branded as the woman's photographer. That's kind of what I that's my website. That's what I go by when I used to do a lot more photography. And I would meet these men in my networking group. And they would, you know, they'd ask about my mission. And I would talk about, well, it's about building confidence. And across the board, almost every single one of these men would share with me that they have body image issues. Like at first, I didn't know that. Like I was pretty naive to that fact. And so to think about like men walking around with like a lot of this junk too, they just don't have permission to share it. Like that, that's also like heartbreaking to me. Yeah, I get that. They don't have a way to process it. 
I get that a lot. A lot of men will say to me, oh, women, men go through this too. You know, why are you shamelessly feminine? There's men who mm-hmm. need shoots. And I'm like, that's great. Find somebody else though. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. That, you know, but, um, you know, yeah, I hear it too. So I think it's going to be interesting to see with this perfection and gender roles and all of that, how it ties together in the yeah. next few years and see how, you know, maybe men will become more vocal about their needs and their feelings. And, you know, I think even in my generation, you know, I know it's our generation, but even like for men over 40, I want to say it's really hard for them to express their emotions, their feelings, their, they're, they're told to like shut up and go to work and provide for your family and, you know, do X, Y, Z. And, you know, I just think that life's not so black and white. So it's going to be interesting to see, um, how the men, in the world change while the women are changing as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah, so interesting. Well, when I think about like everything we've been talking about, like I, I always like to maybe write down a couple of takeaways so that I can, again, like this is my, this is my thing. I have to have a game plan to improve for next time. So I think like next time something like this arises within me, like the whole poster thing it wasn't even a poster. It was a, it was an online, it was an online graphic, right? So it wasn't like it got printed or anything. Anyways, <laughs> um, the takeaways for me after talking with you, Jen, is to figure out what's real. And that might take thinking about it and processing it. It might take just some communication, like picking up the phone and calling the person and saying, hey, like, you know, are you okay? Like, what's, wh- what's really happening here? So finding out what's real. And then second is like working on this, the forgiveness piece. What do you think? I think you're 100% right. Mm-hmm. Thanks for letting us dissect your life today on the Oh, podcast. yeah. No, I'm I'm super curious to know if other people experience life in this way. Yeah, so reach out, you guys. Yeah, hit me up on Ride My Road. Let me know. Yeah, let me know I'm not alone, or or just say like you're you're straight crazy. (laughs) Get a get a grip. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh! All right, you want to do a sign card? Yes. All right, let's open it up. I, I like to make the noise. Ready? Ooh, that was dramatic. That was a good one. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. Dream big, dare greatly, and shine brightly. Robin mm. Seeger. Yeah, baby. That's a good one. That's a general, generally a good one. Yeah. It wasn't so much on topic, but it was, right. we didn't hit just one topic today. So it was yeah. very good. All right, Lauren, where can everybody find you if they want to reach out to you? Ride My Road. That's my charity, my motorcycle charity. You guys can check out the the build and the graphic that we're all talking about, you'll see that I added the Epic Project right to the top where it deserves to be, my charity partner. <laughs> Ride my road. Yeah, you can find me at Jen Rosenbaum with a Z or at Shamelessly Feminine. And don't forget, guys, we have a Shamelessly Feminine Facebook group as well. So if you want to join that, you can check it out. Otherwise, if you wouldn't mind loving our podcast, giving it a nice review and five stars, I would appreciate it. This way we can go out and help more women be badasses. Till next time, Lauren. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast. If you loved what you heard, be sure to leave a rating and review on iTunes so that more women can learn to live a badass life. To learn more about this movement, go to shamelesslyfeminine.com and join our Shamelessly Feminine Facebook group. Until next time, go out there and be the boss of your life.